I don't believe in free speech. I don't believe in free speech. I can't stand what they teach. I don't believe in free speech. I can't stand what they teach. I can't stand what they preach. I don't believe in free speech. Well, so so Rachel Dolezal's in the news again. <laughs> I love I love these I love this Rachel Dolezal story because it it's just perfect it's just perfect you know because it just it just raises immediately such an obvious philosophical unsupportable inconsistency that no one will acknowledge. Well, at first they how she's framed is really interesting. So what happened is the reason she's in the news is. She has an OnlyFans site, and some OnlyFans photos leak out onto social media. So then it that becomes the news story. You would think anybody who wants to get more OnlyFans fans would want their stuff to leak out so that everyone goes and checks them out. But I don't know. Maybe maybe that's bad. Maybe they're, they've all leaked out. Now, now there's nothing to pay for because you've seen it all for free. I don't know. But um, the New York Post um, has a, a tweet about it and, in fact, includes one of her leaked photos. And they ca- they say, race faker Rachel Dolezal's nude OnlyFans photos leak on social media. Right. Race faker. That's how she's identified. That's like one angle that we should talk about is just the media coverage of how the media is doing the same thing like the progressive left media is doing the same thing that they absolutely hate when the right does it which is to say like you know man pretending to be woman you know like like you like Caitlyn Jenner you know who who is actually a man we all know like that's you know those those like yeah, those right, right wingers who refuse that. yeah the right wingers who like refuse to acknowledge a person's gender identity and insist on continually like misgendering them. And, and, you know, the left talks about that as like the most, one of the most hideous sins, you know, that you can commit. And they just do exactly the same thing now. But the journalists are doing it. And then, and then it doesn't seem like any of the activists are calling the journalists out for it the way they would if the journalists did that same thing um, with anyone who's transgender and right. what's funny is, I mean, you're a sensitivity and inclusivity editor. What is the standard here? I mean, shouldn't they at the very least just speak in neutral terms without regard to their own personal view of Rachel Dolezal and how she identified as black after being born and raised a white girl yeah. by her parents? I mean, there's a whole, I, I mean, what, what, whatever the opinion of the Yahoo or the New York Post journalist why don't they just say, um, you know, however they could describe her, you know, Rachel Dozel, who made the news in whatever year for claiming to be black or just you, they could remind you who she is without saying, you know, without the judgment. Rachel Dozel, the white woman who claimed falsely to be black. Faked. You know, yeah. like they, that yeah. puts so many value judgments into it. It just seems strange. Yeah, like race. Fa- <laughs> you would think, for God's sake. I mean, <laughs> these are supposed to be journalists, you know. I, I looked up to some of the, um, that was one of them I had seen too. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, uh, race faker, they called her. And another, that was the New York Post. Um, uh, 
another one called um, the uh, Black Information Network. I mean, granted, that's probably maybe that's, you know, again, that's what so many um, news, I'm doing quotation fingers here that you can't see. So many news outlets are, are, they're not even pretending to be objective. Like everything is just yellow journalism now, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So Black Information Network, uh, their headline was, OnlyFans photos of Rachel Dolezal, who pretended to be black, leak online. (laughs) Who pretended to be black. Now, if you go back, looking back just at some of the old articles that came out when this first thing happened, um, NPR did one called, uh, in 2017, they had an article entitled, Why Rachel Dolezal Can Never Be Black. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there was one in Revolt that just basically was just a like, like a lot of these weird things where they just, it's basically just a summary of various social me- like tweets, which is so weird. Like, like, it's like a news article that's basically just, here's what a bunch of, you know, random people out there that have no... Uh, business speaking about this are saying, you know, the media itself is absolutely, there's no problem for journalists to call her a race faker and to say she pretended to be black and to call her a white woman. That's another one you see a lot. White woman who pretend, this is exactly the same as saying, you know, as saying man who pretends to be a woman. Meanwhile, like Jordan Peterson gets canceled and blocked from Twitter for just stating that, you know, Ellen, Elliot Page used to be, you know, the actor Elliot Page, who was the actress named uh, Ellen Page previously, and he got blocked for that. Bam! Like, and, yeah. and accused, like, it's transphobia left right. That's the kind of inconsistency that's just crazy. Let me tell you this one Rolling Stone, in, in reporting the recent, um, you know, Dolezal OnlyFans uh, photo leak, Rolling Stone says, in the case of Rachel Dolezal, the 44-year-old white woman who rose to infamy in 2015 when it emerged that she had long lied about being black. Yes. I, I actually also, yeah, I had noticed that. I literally, got, I'm sitting here looking at it right here, and I've got highlighted white woman and lied about being black. You know, with like, if like, I saw that, and I'm like, are you kidding me? And then at and then the end of that Rolling Stone article, the very end of it, the concluding paragraph is, so yeah, this is all happening as you go about your life. And more than 15,000 people have liked Dolezal's OnlyFans profile. It's hard to know what to do with this information. All I can say is, at least we're processing it together. And to those who would strongly prefer not to see this woman in a state of undress, well, scroll safely out there. So that segues to our second disturbing thing, that... Lots of people out there on Twitter and whatever, but also the journalists like this Rolling Stone article is literally calling her white, saying she pretended to saying she lied about being black, labeling her a white woman and body shaming her and saying, like, nobody wants to see your fat, naked old ass anyway, bitch. I mean, that's like it's a journalist saying that. And that's what everybody is saying online. Yeah. As long as she's politically incorrect and people hate her. All of a sudden, fat shaming, ageism, and slut shaming are fair game. Totally. Even though the same people who are usually in that camp are the ones who don't want to do any slut shaming and fat shaming and, um, you know, the sort of ageist assessments of women's bodies. And now they're just like, oh, man, I can't unsee that fat chick. I can't unsee that terrible day to have eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's like, and I mean, what is that? It's like, is that splitting where they just, uh, you, you've decided she's in enemy camp. And so uh, none of your politically correct rules apply. 
You get to slut shame her. You get to fat shame her. You get to be ageist. Yeah, you also get to uh, dead name her because technically she doesn't even go by Rachel Dolezal anymore. She changed her name. Legally, That's right. I believe you. You. You also get to read. You decide for her what race she identifies with. That's apparently fair game as well. Um, yeah. Again, all things would be completely out of bounds. Um, you, no one would ever speak about Caitlyn Jenner that way. No and if way. Caitlyn Jenner wanted to pose nude. No one would say that Caitlyn Jenner is taking from the women's community by taking away the money that OnlyFans fans would be spending on seeing a nude female woman. Which is exactly what they said about about taking away from the black community. Right. So there's a, there's a guy on Twitter who said the worst part of Rachel Dozel OnlyFans is all the money spent on seeing a nude white woman pretending to be black that could have been going to other hardworking, actual black women on OnlyFans. She keeps finding new ways to take from the black community. So again, if do you think there aren't trans women who have OnlyFans sites? Are they taking from the woman's community? To me, that would be ridiculous to say. I wouldn't ever say that. But why Why would you turn it into an issue of appropriation? Everybody, everybody on social media, all the wokesters and all the mainstream journalists are doing exactly the same thing. But it's okay because Rachel Dolezal is not an obedient servant of the woke ideology. Rachel Dolezal is the opposite. She's an enemy. And that means, what does that mean? That means she does not deserve anything. She is undeserving of basic dignity, compassion, kindness, anything. Because we've labeled her an enemy, so fuck her. Like, she deserves death as far as we're concerned, which is the kind of comments that you actually do see out there. What was that, what was that comment I saw the other day from somebody was talking about? Like, somebody saying, um, I really don't mind seeing, you know, like, after, after everything that, like, white people and cis people have done, I don't really, I don't really give a shit when I hear that a two-year-old white boy was eaten by an alligator because his white cis daddy wasn't paying attention. Oh yeah, that's the kind of comment. That's where we're at, you know. But also, there's there's also cra- crazy people everywhere who would say things like that on Twitter. But these are the journalists we're talking about, which we have to keep in mind. It's like on the the at the institutional level, it is okay to do this if the person is not woke. And that is, like you said, splitting. That is exactly what that is. It's like it's like borderline personality disorder splitting that is uh, a mental illness that affects the entire culture now where you decide somebody is good or they're bad. And if they're bad, they are deserving of nothing. The gloves come off and they're basically inhuman. They're basically, they don't have to be treated like a human being. They're a subspecies now. They're a subhuman. Yeah. And the, the sad thing is, is I don't know anything really about Rachel Dozal. And so I... And I didn't go to her OnlyFans site, but I did see that she actually has a YouTube channel. As I, and I remember this from the 2015 you know, controversy about her. She's an artist. And um, I think she went to art school and whatever. And uh, she's got these YouTube videos where she's um, showing you how she makes these collages, which are very beautiful. Um, and she's, you know, like this really helpful 
human being, you know, like she's there, you know, it's just that humanized her for me, just realizing. And she's got another one where she's like showing you how to do some kind of hair braiding because she apparently does that. And she um, does nails and she's probably also doing these things because she lost her career, as far as I know, um, yeah. teaching when when that that whole story came out about her in 2015 and so i i really did see her as a a vulnerable human <laughs> you know um yeah but but again it's more like if you want to criticize her that's fine but then let people criticize other people too right there's you know right. like again it's you can't have it both ways but <laughs> it's just it's just frustrating because like you said uh, there's just the the hate um, about her, and there's really no. I don't think these people would a- actually be able to explain why it's okay for a trans woman to have an OnlyFans page under the category women, where or you know, without being accused of sort of appropriating the money that's really supposed to be going to cis women who are on OnlyFans. I mean, right. you could say, well, it's a different market. It's a different kind of fan that would go to the page of a trans woman or someone who's trans race. Or, um, But they, you know, they, there's no ability to make a clear argument, I'm sure. And they don't have to. They, there's a, a sort of a general orthodoxy about this that um, they didn't use it doesn't they don't have to really think about what is their reason behind their view of Rachel Dozel. Right. But I mean, could you imagine Rolling Stone describing Caitlyn Jenner as the man who lied about being a woman? <laughs> Or Rolling for that Stone matter, doing that, yeah. Or, or for that matter, as the woman who had lied about being a man. No, calling Caitlyn Jenner a man, dead naming Caitlyn Jenner as Bruce Jenner, even acknowledging that Caitlyn Jenner used to be named Bruce Jenner, or that Caitlyn Jenner, even acknowledging that Caitlyn Jenner is biologically male, acknowledging biological reality is out the window. I mean, you will be canceled and ruined and receive death threats. For doing that, for acknowledging that's like that, like, you know, like Jordan Peterson simply acknowledging that Elliot Page is, in fact, female, biologically. And there's people out there would hear me, female, she's not female, he's not female. Yes, female, biologically, okay? I can call Elliot Page a man, that's gender, right? But that doesn't change biology. The biology is female. And I'm not even making, see, like that statement to so many people because people are so crazed with this stuff now uh, is that just that statement, okay, I recognize Elliot Page is a man. However, Elliot Page is biologically female. That is transphobia now. It has gone so far that even that is now transphobia. It's it's madness. And one thing, you know, that uh, like about, about Caitlyn Jenner, not only like if Caitlyn Jenner released a bunch of naked sexy photos – Certainly no one would be allowed to shame uh, Caitlyn Jenner for those photos. But also everyone would actually uh, convince themselves that they were really hot. There would be a lot of pressure to portray that and to even believe it. 
You know, like when you put an obese woman in a bikini on the cover of Sports Illustrated. We just saw that. Again, Jordan Peterson, you know, he, coming up, he was like, sorry, not hot. You know, like that's not okay. It's not okay for a man to have even like what, what your, your sexuality is not okay anymore. That's mental illness too to say like I prefer thin women to obese women is actually like I'm mentally ill for saying that now. Or I'm going to get canceled for saying that. You can't even say what you're sexually attracted to, you know, but – there's actually a thing where people are, will brainwash themselves into I should find that attractive, so I do. Or I shouldn't find that unattractive, so I won't. You know, that just, that just mental bouncer, right? That, that just, that, just uh, that filter of conscience that's just basically whatever your social conditioning is supposed to be. You don't even know what you feel anymore because you're just so conditioned. You know, these people who espouse, you know, uh, we're breaking free of the of the norms. You know, of course, as I say all the time, like these people, there is nobody who is more conformist than the uh, trans activist community, you know, period. I mean, nobody is enforcing, like we've said many times, you and I, back in the day, the whole point was to like get rid of gender as a determining factor, right? To stop seeing people through that lens of gender, to make things the same. And it's complete opposite now, you know? I, uh, it's just you see that you see that constantly everywhere, right? I just <laughs> that that that's a couple of different a couple of different subjects, just all kind of wrapped up in one little one little thing there. But I feel like it's true though. Like I think if, I think if Caitlyn Jenner, you know, just the same thing as like you know uh, an obese woman in a bikini or a man, uh, I'm sorry, a biologically male trans woman posing in a bikini or something and people just you know if you're woke you have to you have to be on board on every level and you can't not be on board on any level that's it i mean and it's just really interesting because yeah i i mean again i'm i'm not trying to <clears throat> say people can't have a problem with rachel dozel but then articulate the problem don't um you know engage in ad hominem attacks and and also um, then understand when someone has trouble accepting some other person or group or new identity that you accept and right. go, yeah, this somebody from a different generation or from a different religion or cultural uh, background is going to find this identity, maybe transgender identity, just as puzzling as we find Rachel Dozal um, for being trans race. Yeah, and you mentioned that earlier, and I meant to I meant to pick up on that, but you know, uh, the idea I don't think these people even know what they're upset. They couldn't even articulate this in the first place, and also allow other people to criticize things that they have a problem with. That's really the main thing: is that like it's completely disallowed in our society at this point to criticize anything having to do with that sort of woke uh, um, ideology. Um, but meanwhile, it's completely acceptable to literally dehumanize anyone who disagrees, to dehumanize, to make them less than human, you know, cis, straight. I mean, it's an all out assault. It really is like this used to sound like, you know, like like uh, Rush Limbaugh over here. But it really is true at this point. There really is a complete assault on masculinity, on men, on boys, on white people, on straight people. You know, it's. Constantly you see it in movies and television shows now where it's just funny. It's just a funny joke. There's a new there's a new movie coming out, I think, on Netflix or Hulu now where it's a you know, definitely like an LGB 
um, maybe T, maybe Q, I don't know, movie <laughs> where it's like a bunch of people sitting around like the, the the last scene in the trailer is like, you know, everybody's sitting around the table and one of them goes, do you remember straight people? And one of them says like, they had a good run. And then everybody laughs. <laughs> Can you imagine a trailer? Remember gay people? Remember lesbians? Remember trans people? That was hilarious. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And of course they would say, well, that's not the same thing because institutionally we've been persecuted and you haven't. Well, you know, yep. okay, guys, you get some leeway for that. You get some slack, but you don't get so much slack that it's okay for you to be racist. And and that is what it is. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop pretending like it's not racist just because it's reversed because it is. No, no, it's bigoted. It's not racism unless it's institute. You know, come on. At this point, you've got to call it what it is. It's hate. And you, we're teaching people, we're teaching people to hate, you know, and that's not cool. Right. There's there's better ways of making sure everyone is included. They're just making disparaging remarks about any group doesn't seem to be a good way forward. And people have given themselves permission to just be really cavalier and they don't they don't really hear themselves talking. And I think it doesn't in the end serve the movement or the changes they want because they're they they sound really bigoted um, yeah. and that's gross. And no one's going to be like, wow, you know, I want to be more like them. Uh, they sound like such wonderful people. Um, so it's kind of it is kind of gross. And it's maybe that's part of the tribalism that we're seeing. But yeah, we have to. I mean, what you're talking about really hits the nail on the head. You know, we have got to get away from this polarized thing. And it's very easy to fall into. I find myself you know, wanting to fall into it all the time and trying to just sort of, you know, trying to not feed into it. And it's, it's, I think we just really, it's total. it's just, it's human nature to dehumanize anything that is different. And, you know, you can read psychological studies, they've been conducted forever now where it's, it's, a, it's just an absolute core thing. You can do tests on people People form instantaneous opinions within a millisecond of dislike or like for people based on the most ridiculous, superficial, unconscious impulses. You know, I like them. I don't know what it is. It's because they're attractive. It's because they're tall. I don't like them. Nobody would admit to that, right? Here's a heartwarming story that sounds like it's a, it's an aside, but I promise it's related. I've been watching a lot of the Great British uh, Baking Show lately. I love that show. It's great. It's very relaxing. <laughs> so it's very relaxing. Every season. You have such a hard time relaxing. I so do. I'm glad you found it. Every, every season, you get introduced to like 12 new bakers. And every, at the time, I was just talking to Eleanor about this earlier, uh, every Every season at the beginning, I form an instant dislike to like half of the bakers. I'm like, man, I don't like, I don't like this bitch. I don't know what's, I don't like this asshole. I don't know what's going on with them. Like, I really don't like half of the people instantly. And I don't know what it is. And I can't articulate why. I just don't like something about them. I don't like the cut of their jib or whatever it is. But then as the show goes on, you know, it's like, you know, it's like 12 weeks long or whatever. So you just keep watching and it's an hour each episode. So you, you know, these people after a while, you've seen these guys a lot and you start and they start to show little clips of them like at home. 
home and you see a little bit of their life and you get their sense of humor and their personality as they're hanging out on the show and talking. And I start warming up to them and seeing like what kind of people they are. And then I start feeling guilty for having, and I realize like, I think I just didn't like her because she's ugly. Or I think I just didn't like this guy because he just, he laughs nervously in a way that, that makes me just mad at him for being so weak or, you know, whatever, like these, I'm just making stuff up, but whatever these impulses are, like I can realize later, like I had no reason justifiably to like or dislike any of these people because I didn't know them. And then as you get to know them a little bit through a freaking TV show, you know, you, you right away, they're being humanized and you can start to, and then I feel bad. And I realize like, this is a, this is what humans do. And, uh, and, and on the internet, you never have to get to know anybody. It's like, I'll make a tweet and Bunch of people will jump all over me, call this, and and they say things like, you know, well, you know, this is how Republicans are. I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> like I'm like, you know, voting for Biden, talking shit about Trump all the time, and they all think I'm like a Republican because I because they saw like one tweet that I made, you know, and they just like and they have like the level of hate and aggression instantly is just crazy, you know, and so you know how are we gonna get away from that, you know, where people how do we humanize? Because there's a lot to be really angry about these days. You know, I just made a tweet on, you know, I just saw this thing. There's this thing going around on, you know, whatever things go around on, you know, it's this picture of like an elementary school classroom and it has six like paper signs that the teacher has made that are hanging up on the wall. Have you seen this? No. I'll read it to you real quick. Um, I, I believe this is an elementary school uh, or yeah, it looks like it's like an elementary school. So there's signs. One of them says, dear black students in this classroom, your life matters. Dear LGBTQ plus students, your life is beautiful and allowed to expand past fake social rules. Dear Latino parentheses, Latina, <laughs> they can't even do it. They're, they're, they're not, their own rules. They don't understand. What about Latinx, right? <laughs> Dear Latino slash Latina students, you are not rapists or drug dealers. Dear Muslim students, you are not terrorists. Dear female students, men cannot grab you. Dear undocumented students, in this classroom, there are no walls. Okay, so much to say about that, right? Like, first of all, how do you feel? How do you think, I know this isn't like the most important takeaway, but how is a white boy supposed to feel in that class? I mean, his teacher pretty much just made it clear. Oh, and you white boy, by the way, just shut up and sit in the back of the class. Nobody's talking to you, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's talking to you, Billy. Nobody wants to hear from you, okay? We've just made it clear to you that you are not special. Everybody else except you is special. Pretty much. I mean, honestly, how would you feel if you're like a white boy? And the answer is nobody gives a shit. Me <laughs> even talking about this is like racist. Like, oh, that's all you can think about is is you just want you just want little Billy to have more white privilege. Well, maybe little Billy doesn't have white privilege. You know what I mean? Maybe he maybe he like lives in a trailer park and his dad beats the shit out of him every day before class. A lot of white boys grow up that way. Maybe his mother's an alcoholic who abuses him. Maybe yeah. he's depressed. Maybe he's anxious. I mean, I know I was when I was in kindergarten. And it's just like the idea that he has no problems because of his skin color and his genitals. I mean, Jesus, that's what I'm talking about. These people are are reinforcing the most problematic parts of society that they claim to be trying to deconstruct, you know? 
I mean, the other problem is that it says there are no walls and, and like, you know, the, the, like literally these 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 uh, signs are hanging on a wall. So I don't know what that part's about. Well, they meant, yeah. They meant oh, borders. it's a metaphor. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm glad you, you brought this... Um, this uh, new Rachel Dolezal thing to my attention because it really is a great example, particularly because I think of the media handling of it because it really, it really does show how institutionalized um, this double standard is and how 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 the media also is working to just polarize a very inhuman and just a really shitty way of behaving towards your fellow human beings. Yeah. Well, and again, it's it's like if if we want if we want to make more space for more people to be able to express themselves in ways that are authentic for them, even if those ways offend some other people, we're supposed to make that space, right? Like it's believe me there's people who I'm not offended by a transgender identified person, but there are people out there who find it offensive, people who have really traditional religious views uh, of right. um, men's and women's roles, for example. So, you know, but we've, we've said, well, you know what, but it's, they'll have to learn to deal with it. I'm not hurting anybody by being trans. That's fine. And, and so then let's, let's go ahead and embrace that for anyone, even if you're the one offended by something they do, whether that's somebody being fat but still wearing a bikini or having an OnlyFans page or somebody identifying um, in a way racially or gender-wise or sexually that you think is strange or unusual. Like the whole, the whole point is we're supposed to be cool with that stuff. So, right. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, so which, which is it going to be? Um, Which is it, guys? You know, you can't have it both ways. uh... (laughs) 